How much of a difference can two blocks from the most innovative square mile on the planet make? This is a question we constantly come back to here at IFP. A little backstory on Two Blocks. The movement we are working on, Two Blocks, is a student-led movement striving for educational equity by contrasting the innovation hub in our local area, Kendall Square, with Cambridge's public school system. And our goal is to bring opportunities from Kendall to these Cambridge schools, and we want to utilize internships and community events and programs and even more ideas and spread awareness about the inequities that exist between these two places. And to do this, we hope to highlight stories from Kendall Square workers, community members, and student perspectives on this issue. And that's what we're doing through Voices of Two Blocks, our podcast. Mm -hmm. My name is Hermela, and I'm a freshman at CRLS. I'm Jeanette. I'm a sophomore at CRLS. I'm Eliana. I'm a freshman, and I do not go to CRLS. And today we'll be discussing who's impacted the most, and it's a blog written by our very own teen creative, Jeanette. Hey guys, we're so excited to be back with you guys today to discuss who's impacted the most. As you all know, we've been working on two blogs for about a year and a half now, and this is our very first podcast episode. So let us know what you think, and we're open to as much feedback and critique as possible. So let's get started. So today we're going to be kind of breaking it down into four bullet points, and specifically I'll just state them so we all are on the same page. Um, We're going to be talking about equity versus equality, students feeling like they're stuck in a bubble, new school, same learning, and racial achievement gaps within the school district. So what do you guys think about how does equity and equality tie into what we started here with two books? Yeah, I think that's a really important question to address, especially since equity and equality, they both have their own meanings, but they're both what we're looking for when contrasting Kendall Square and the Cambridge Public School District. And just for a little information, a couple of the definitions, equity is when you provide resources that give everybody what they need to Mm -hmm. kind of reach the equivalent level. So it's not all the same, but it's geared towards everybody's individual um, needs and wants. And when it comes to quality, it's when you give everybody the same resources. And I think here we really want to utilize equity rather than equality because we realize that students have, whether it's different learning methods or different ways they kind of want to, um, like, different, like, interests they have. We want to accommodate. We want to make sure that the school district and system accommodates for all of that. And right now we're stuck in a system that is so rigid and it doesn't want change. And we're really trying to, like, push those boundaries and those limits and make sure that everybody gets what they need. And yeah, I think our schools in the past have really focused on equality. And yeah, that's a good thing, making sure that everyone has equal education and all. But really, even if on paper everyone's getting the same thing, a lot of students react differently to the material that they're learning. Some people might be more engaged with, say, like, you know, writing essays and taking tests. But then there's students who work better with Um, hands-on projects and like actual real-life experiences and so it's just schools realizing that um, equity is much more better than equality in the school sense and being able to adapt their education to different um, students is definitely what we are looking for here at Two Blocks. Yeah and definitely one way we can tie in with all of this is using the resources within our community. We are all thankful to live in Cambridge and kind of go to school within Cambridge. Um, I do think that sometimes we get too caught up in the fact that we live in Cambridge mm-hmm. and that kind of does not coexist well with the issues that we have going on that need to be addressed. So a lot of the time we always look at Kendall Square as it is the innovation hub, not only in 
Cambridge or in Massachusetts or even in the country, but in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, one project that we did work on in IFP a couple years back was how Kendall Square is the most innovative square, square mile on the planet. This kind of relates back to our name for this project in two blocks. How are we two blocks from the most innovative square mile on the planet, but yeah. in totally different worlds? And we're not benefiting anything from what Kendall Square has to offer. And I think that has to do with, like, the first bullet point stuck in a bubble of, like, the two different worlds aspects. So, like, mm-hmm. what do you guys think about that? How are students living in the poor feeling as if they're living in a bubble while neighborhoods such as Kendall and MIT are constantly innovating? Yeah, I think it really comes down to the diverse community that we have here and the different perspectives that people who live here have about the city. And I think that when you look at students who may be living in the port and may not have better access to the resources and opportunities they need to be successful, and then you look at these neighboring like neighborhoods and you kind of, if you think about their perspective or the point of view at which they're looking at the situation, they're completely different, but it's hard for both of them to kind of like see each other's perspective mm-hmm. because as we said, we're stuck in this bubble where yeah. it's really hard to break that barrier and communicate mm-hmm. and like figure out ways to kind of bridge that gap, you know? And that's what we're focusing on is finding mm-hmm. a solution to bridge that gap. It's starking to me how only one street separates the port in Kendall Square, yet we feel like there's worlds separating them even though there isn't um so that physical attribute is very striking to a lot of people including me Mm -hmm. but i think more on like the stuck in a bubble on a student's perspective a lot of the schools kind of outside of kendall square specifically in the port such as like fletcher maynard king open cambridge port they all look into kendall square so while students are in a classroom for seven hours a day doing very traditional learning that is still the same and hasn't changed or hasn't kind of evolved to the world and the place we live in, there's they're looking into such innovation. So we just want to make sure students can feel like, oh, well, that's Kendall Square. Maybe someday and maybe I will and I will get a chance to participate within that. Um, Yeah. And I want to bring up something else. It's like we realize that no school is perfect and we realize that no school across the country has ever um, no school across the country has ever gotten such a great education system. We understand that. But we're holding Cambridge accountable because we know that Cambridge has the resources and we know that, you know, they're one of like the smartest cities in the world. And there's so many people across the world come here for college and schools. So it's holding Cambridge accountable. It's holding these colleges accountable, these um, business is accountable because, you know, at the end of the day, like, wouldn't they benefit from having most of their um, members come from the direct community that they that they um, foster their mm-hmm. work environment? in? it's like there can be shared benefits if we really um, if we're willing to make those shared benefits. And I think that, like, we are holding these places accountable. We know that we're not perfect and no school has achieved a perfect education system. But Cambridge you should be able to do that for us. I feel like that's like one of the things that we're asking for. Um, And then another thing that I wanted to bring up was like the stuck in a bubble. Do you guys think that it's invisible? Do you think that like people don't see that they're stuck in the bubble? Or do you think it's very clear that um, people feel like they're stuck in the bubble? Yes, I think that, like you said, we know that a bubble in like literal terms is transparent. You know, It's not something you really see unless you're on the outside of it and I think that definitely applies to this and if I were to add my own like personal perspective into this I'm being completely honest with you but I did not know Kendall Square existed until I was about maybe like a sixth grader Mm -hmm. and I was driving through it and I was like asking 
my parent. Like, is this Boston? Yeah. Like, where am I? Because yeah. I did not know that the city that I lived in had all of this. Like, they and were even if you knew it existed, you never realized how different it was from the very place yeah. you grew up. And exactly. The thing that's striking is I've talked to a lot of elementary and including like high school students um, that don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Kendall Square houses Moderna, Pfizer. That's kind of in the news and in the talks these days with the pandemic. (laughs) You know, they're supplying vaccines. They're creating vaccines. They're they're doing so much good for the world. Yet their own residents in the same city do not know that's happening. So that's a very striking kind of like fact. Um, That's just it's just sad at this point. Carmel, you were saying something, and then we, I, like, cut you off. Oh, no, I was just kind of, like, talking about how we think that the route to this problem and what we want to use to solve it is social responsibility and the yeah. idea that we should be making sure that these countries who are in our own backyard, who are in our city, are kind of contributing to um, and investing into the lives of the students who learn here and can possibly in the future even work there. And we want to make sure that these opportunities are exposed in the first place to all the students, regardless of how they, you know, identify. We want to make sure it's available. It's out there. And right now we think that there it's not working out that well because yeah. we've all been through experiences and we heard from other people that you know this wasn't working and we want to make sure that it does work and that there's a pipeline that can like adequately provide resources to students and connect students yeah. to success and then another question we constantly like ask ourselves is why should these businesses feel as if they're obligated to um like help us yeah yeah, yeah. and i think that like we can have, I was talking about this earlier, but we can have shared value. Mm-hmm. Like there can be a way where our students are um, getting the most of their education. They are, they feel as if what they're learning is actually teaching them stuff. Yeah. Um, but then also on the other side of the pipeline, Kendall can feel like it's benefiting or like these innovation hubs can feel as if they're benefiting from these students. It's not, we're not asking for um, Kendall to do like some sort of like charity case and then like accept a bunch of our students into their work environment. We're yeah, asking yeah. for some sort of um, like partnership where it's both parties that are benefiting. And I do think that's possible. And that's like a much other topic that we can talk about another day. But there is definitely a way where both can benefit. And we're not here at IFP just asking for a way to get our students in but not have Kendall benefit from it. We're looking at it from both ways and saying that we can both benefit. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah. I think that comes back to the idea, like I said, of um, social responsibility and the idea that these businesses and big corporations should have value in like benefiting the people who are around them and communities yeah. that kind of like work to work for them and also kind of give back in that sense. And I think that we can also kind of connect that to how currently in Cambridge, there's um, kind of like inequity in the opportunities that surround us, Mm -hmm. whether you are a student going through the school system and you're not receiving that type of support, or even if you're like an adult and it's not kind of like that support's not coming to you. And I think that that kind of like gap is something that we're really working to address here, right? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And this is an interesting thing, but like we have done a lot of research regarding like corporate social responsibility versus Mm -hmm, corporate shared value. Um, And that has a big, big kind of correlation to two blocks because I feel like a lot of these companies just simply do not know that this is going on, but at the same time can see the indifferences just in a physical like attribute on kind of the surroundings and like what's going on. Um, 
So I do, do think that this is like, this is why we've created like this multidimensional kind of accountability line mm-hmm. um, and thread by kind of incorporating not only the school district, but the city and the businesses and even residents as well to kind of all come together and realize what's going on so everyone is on the same page. Because a yeah. lot of the time we feel like, one people, one pe- like group of people or demographic knows way more than the other, mm-hmm. um, and that that's that's not a great great foot to start yeah. off to try to make change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and even like, yes, I understand that there needs to be um, a side where Kendall is benefiting, but even just looking at it from like the emotional aspect, it's like we're a community, and I feel like we should all be helping each other out in this community. And I yeah. feel like over time, maybe with so much innovation, communities have kind of just started to make their own little groups and benefit within their own little groups but not really like kind of look at the bigger picture of like hey we are all a community we are all Cambridge and we need to be working together so Mm -hmm. it's like there is that emotional aspect um of feeling as if you need to contribute to your community and give back because like you are benefiting from being in Cambridge like these companies are benefiting from um being in Cambridge because Cambridge is known to be a center for innovation and education so Mm -hmm. There is also like some emotional aspect of having to have accountability. Yeah. And in the end, how do you guys think this connects to how Cambridge has been doing with the public school system and whether it's systems of learning or we've also wanted to talk about the achievement gaps and how that kind of correlates. Yeah. A new school, same learning. Yeah, exactly. So do you guys want to touch upon that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I can definitely touch upon both of those points. Um, As we know, like us living in Cambridge, they've been kind of year by year kind of starting and breaking ground on new school buildings and renovating old ones Mm -hmm. um just recently in the past year or so they finished um building the king open school on cambridge street um that project did cost 133 million dollars not 300 million (laughs) um but that's still a lot of money. But when you go into the school, obviously, it's a beautiful state-of-the-art building yeah but the learning that houses this like that goes on in the school is just the same so i think as much as we want to provide a good aspect and a good environment for our students with that said we need to understand and take account for what's working and what is not um Mm -hmm. not only is school buildings getting old but the way of teaching students in what is currently happening and how students are being taught is not is that is the thing that needs to be changed yeah um yeah yeah and having like really cool buildings that's a great thing we're not complaining but so many people have gotten the greatest education from their own homes from their own like it doesn't matter what the building looks like it's the actual education um and the learning that's going on that actually impacts the students Mm -hmm. and we love that cambridge is um funding money into schools i don't want to say education because i feel like those are two different things Mm -hmm. but but um yeah, and we love that, but then also it's like I feel like we need to change the um, education system as well as like Jeanette was saying, like the education system needs to change, not only the building. So, yeah. new school, same learning. That's definitely something that we've been seeing as a pattern in Cambridge. And I think that all this really needs is a change of mindset. Like, yeah, you don't have to invest dollars into yeah. reforming the education exactly. that yeah. students are learning. Like, it shouldn't yeah. be that hard. And to kind of add on to that, when you kind of analyze um, whether it's like, like you said, financial trends that have been yeah. going on when it comes to how the district invests money, there's been an emphasis on whether it's school buildings and staffing. And of course, both of those are important. But if you really think about it, students should be one of the most important investments 
that yeah. should be contributed to when it comes to all of this work. And I feel like that's something that really has to be emphasized and really has to be taken into account when kind of like policymakers kind of come up with all yes. of this. Yeah, for sure. And I think this is a great opportunity for the school district to take advantage of this opportunity by kind of talking to students and seeing what needs to be changed. Yeah. They just broke ground a couple of months ago on the new Tobin School. So this is a great opportunity, both physically, but also in developing like how curriculum is coexisting with spaces within the school, um, how they can better kind of provide for students and make it more attainable, I guess, yeah. for students to do better and get. And this ties into like achievement gaps at Cirilus especially one way I phrased it is that as the rigor goes up the diversity goes down Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of this has to go with what schools students are coming from um and I don't have a correct statistic or even a statistic at all to provide for this because it's not given but I can tell you from the students that I've spoke to and kind of been in the same school building as they all noted that coming from a school surrounding the port and surrounding Kendall Square has given them less opportunities than other schools in other parts of Cambridge um but yeah yeah and then another thing I want to go back to is this mindset that Hermela was talking about I think it's so many people think that we need to have that traditional education with pen and paper and just taking notes and taking tests. And it's just like our world is innovating. Our surroundings are innovating. Cambridge is innovating. Why can't our schools be innovating as well? Yes. And there's a need for education to change when your world is changing. Because like when you're using education, you're teaching young kids who are going to be like the next generation so you want to make sure that they're equipped to um live and thrive in an environment that's changed so you need to change your education too so it's like i think that we really need to work on the mindset of like we need a new education system and we can't be too traditional about it we can't say that we need to go back to old ways of like um like i was talking about earlier but um yeah so achievement gaps yeah. I know Jeanette was talking about that a little, but mm-hmm. yeah, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I can just, like, continue on. Like, even, like, in my classes, I was saying this about, like, how the rigor increases and diversity decreases. Um, at CRLS, there is a statistic that, like, all of the class— uh, t- Sorry, students enrolled in AP classes, less than 5% of them are black students. Um, yeah. So that's a very starking number, and— that's alarming yeah and i'll share a personal experience so i go to a predominantly white institution uh school it's like there's a lot of there's very few kids of color i have maybe like five to six black kids in my grade but um up until recently i've been the only black kid in the honors classes like i take honors um algebra 2 and honors physics but i've been like the only black kid in those classes so it's like it's a trend that i'm definitely seeing and it sucks and it's like you can't blame the school because it's just I guess like you have to test into those classes but then also it's like why is there a pattern of that like there Mm -hmm. needs to be something like that's there needs to be an underlying motive that's affecting that because there's no way that like I look around and I see like maybe predominantly white or predominantly Asian students in those classes when it should be I feel I feel like it should be more diverse and I feel like there's something deep rooted because there's no way that like it's just like there's not passing their tests or something yeah and I think that's something that a lot of um Minor like students of color, students that belong to minorities can kind of reflect on. And I think especially for me, when I kind of look back right now and, for example, take a look at one of the AP classes that I'm a part of. 
it definitely doesn't reflect all the people who are in that school and kind of want to learn you know it's very restricted and i think that that's a habit that we should break and looking at all the statistics that surround the achievement gap in every school like there's no denying that it's something that does exist and i feel like denying that it exists in the first place is a problem but we really have to work on trying to overcome it yeah Yeah, there needs to be a need for just seeing everyone and saying that, like, we'll give you a fair shot at it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then inequality and opportunities. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think that overall, we have to make sure that we're in order to diversify the workforce, we're diversifying the opportunities that kind of go to everyone and make sure that there is a fair like flow of opportunities and ideas that are kind of being produced. And on top of that, as well as starting at the education level, which is what we're talking about, providing them at such a young age to yeah. further foster like career immersion mm-hmm. and interest in fields that um, like students want to work in. And from there, that kind of passion, like motivation can spark and they can kind of this inequity and these opportunities could be breaked. I think that addressing that at a school level to start off Mm -hmm. would be great in kind of tackling the situation. For sure. And I think like in this case, we just like really need to just break the ice Mm -hmm. because this can be done and it has been done. But it's just a matter of when and how the school district is going to attempt this. Um, And the number one thing that I'm very, very like pushy on is making sure we incorporate like student voices because I don't think being elected as a policymaker and making decisions for a school district, not just a school building or a school classroom, you need to hear the students because at the Mm -hmm. end we are the beneficiaries and we're the ones who are going to be directly impacted by the decisions made at a table. So including and immersing students and understanding their experiences their challenge and what they want and what they need to do and what they want to strive for is super important in going forward going forward and proceeding with making change and this starts with two blocks and we've been talking about inequality and opportunities throughout i feel like the whole podcast but um it really means that like we're seeing a lot of certain people get opportunities and a lot of certain people not getting opportunities and these opportunities are really helpful and there are very few of the opportunities that Cambridge has is, mm-hmm. um, houses for like the students so we're just saying that we want everyone to have an equal shot at these opportunities and not feel as if like someone is saying oh in the past you've been super smart we think that you might like this opportunity and then completely ignoring some other student who may have um an interest for that opportunity say like an internship but just totally ignoring that student because maybe in the past um they haven't shown that much interest so anyways um yeah we definitely want to fix all of these problems thank you for listening yeah and i think that's it go check out like all the other websites because other members of Two Blocks are also doing a lot on this subject, and you can see different forms of how they're attacking these problems. Awesome. So, well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. We'll see you next, next time. time. <laughs>